This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Today is Tuesday, October 3rd, 2023. Donald Trump and Hunter Biden make dueling court appearances today, along with Sam Bankman scam Bankman fraud. Treasury documents reveal Hunter Biden was suspected of hiring prostitutes from sex trafficking ring. Oh, great restoring decency to America. Trump's attorney, Jesse Binal, joins the show. Donald Trump's personal attorney is going to tell us all about this case. My name is Benny Johnson, and this is The Benny Show. A lot of the things that you're going to hear in the show today is a preview of things to come. What is happening in the world today? Preview of things to come is that Hunter Biden is going to be charged also with tax crimes. We know this because we've heard from the IRS whistleblowers. We know what David Weiss is planning on doing. He's finding a district to file those charges in. And Hunter Biden will also be charged, of course, with money laundering, failure to pay taxes uh, and total and complete treasonous behavior uh, to the American people. His family is a very treasonous family and you shouldn't trust them with your retirement. You shouldn't trust Joe Biden, his economic policies with your retirement. So please go to my friends at Allegiance Gold and diversify a little bit of your savings and retirement into actual precious metals. My friends at Allegiance Gold can set you up, keep you away from the economic meltdown that is about to happen. Inflation has surged to 40 years high, and the American dollar has never been worth less. So invest in something that's actually worth something, something that has been worth something forever, gold. They have the highest rated trust in precious metals industry and a great relationship on integrity, expertise, and impeccable service. I know this personally. Go to protectwithbenny.com today or call 844-66-BENNY. Get up to $5,000 in free silver with a qualifying purchase. Don't wait. Protect your future now with Allegiance Gold. Protectwithbenny.com today. So Hunter Biden, great dude. We're going to go through all of Hunter Biden's uh, new bombshell revelations of sex trafficking. Very interesting here. Amazing how conservatives can't like pin down these ones. Guys. Like amazing what Democrats did to guys like Brett Kavanaugh, right? Like so they were able to like li literally knit out of like nothing out of whole cloth an entire uh, an enti like an entire insurrection against Brett Kavanaugh based on fake stories of boofing in the devil's triangle. All of it was far farting, boofing, farting. That, like, based on literal nonsense, hearsay. Christine Blasey Ford never once held accountable for going in and lying under oath. Huh, strange that. Republicans lack balls. We lack the will to do what is necessary to stop the Marxist takeover of America. And we're going to need to change that. We're going to talk about Matt Gates and his fight with Kevin McCarthy on the show. Like, ultimately, we're going to have to change that. As a party, as parents, as reasonable human beings, like, good habits are incentivized with rewards. Bad habits get broken with punishments. You understand this with children. And so when you have, I mean, Hunter Biden's a good example of this, when your bad habits are rewarded as Hunter Biden's were his entire life, his father getting him out of jail time after time after time, 
uh, calling in big favors for him. Hunter Biden blaming black guys for selling him crack cocaine in a cigarette. Hey, I bummed a cigarette off a guy, and that's what gave me the crack, Jack. Hunter Biden said that. That's how he got kicked out of the Navy. So anyway, the point is you have to start if we if we wish to have a country where this kind of ish doesn't happen to all of us because it's going to happen to all of us. They can go after Trump. They'll go after you. They'll go after me. They'll go after all of us. OK, that's what's happening. This is what's going to happen next. OK, so what's happening right now? This is what Bolsheviks do. If, if we if we want to stop that from happening, we as a party, we as Americans, uh, we as Republicans are going to have to create bad consequences for people that break the law. There's going to have to be a disincentive situation. Bad habits are broken through harsh consequences. Do you spank your kids? Have you spanked your kids? Do you punish your children? Trust me, any parent knows that is the only way to truly break bad habits and bad behavior. There is a human innate nature that goes all the way back to the creation of man where you must have punishments. Adam eats the apple. She told me to do it. Yeah, whatever. Out. See ya. Ladies and gentlemen, that snake still lives. Lying and deceiving and causing all types of horrific pain to this little Garden of Eden we used to call America. Uh, And a lot of that stems from our broken legal system. And so our broken legal system now must be turned and weaponized against Democrats. What do I mean by that? Well, I mean that when Democrats break laws in your jurisdictions, you charge them. No matter how much power they have, no matter how many associations they have, you charge them. You start arresting people like the Bidens, like the Jeffrey Epsteins of the world, and you stop giving them passes because of their connections. There must be pain associated with this. You must drink your own medicine. That's the only way we're going to stop this. So it looks like Hunter Biden may, may have to face the music today. Ladies and gentlemen, Hunter Biden has entered the court. I believe we have the footage of Hunter Biden entering the courthouse seconds ago. We were not live when he actually walked in. Hunter Biden not looking well. Hunter Biden does not look great. Hunter Biden looks rough, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Hunter Biden has a brand new haircut where he shaved his head, where he's effectively like his his head is effectively all shaven now. We'll get you sort of a, a still image here. And he's also walking with like five other bald men. So Hunter Biden's losing his hair. Hunter Biden has shaved his head. Uh, also, maybe this is because of the hair follicle. Like you the, you can get DNA testing based on hair follicles and the bags of cocaine left to the White House. Maybe they had Hunter Biden's hair follicles all over them. Who knows? He clearly has Joe Biden's hairline. Uh, no DNA test necessary for this guy. Hunter Biden, scumbag, has said not guilty on a on a crime that he is clearly, obviously, uh, demonstrably guilty of. Go. Hunter Biden pleading not guilty on all three charges facing him. That's moments ago leaving court. Uh, he was there for less than 20 minutes inside before that judge. A number of conditions have been given to him to stay out of jail. Back to Wilmington, Kerry Cooper. So Hunter Biden could face jail if he breaks a number of the conditions. The conditions are, of course, drug offenses, like using drugs. Look at this guy. Whoa. Yeah. That's not the that's not a healthy looking man. That's a man who knows that you done you done effed up. Daddy, the privileges of being daddy's little boy are starting to wear off now that Hunter Biden's 55. Yeah, 55. Yeah. 
So what's interesting about this gun crime, Hunter Biden, is that Joe Biden is the world's champion against gun criminals, right? Joe Biden, we're going to stop gun crime. Yeah. Well, what's also interesting is that Joe Biden's own agents ha- uh, are questioned about how long Hunter Biden should serve in jail for this gun crime, the details of which we shall elucidate for you in a moment. But we are reminded of this incredible exchange with the ATF director asking, oh, OK, so how much time should Hunter Biden spend in prison for lying on his federal NICS form? Go. Wilcox, if a person lies on form 4473 and a user and is a user of unlawful drugs, um, you can get between five to 10 years for that. Is that correct? Is that my understanding? No, I, be- I believe Congress changed the uh, sentence uh, last Congress. Uh, what is that sentence now? Up to 15. Up to 15 years. Uh, why hasn't Hunter Biden been prosecuted for the crime that he committed? I'm not aware of the facts of that case and can't comment on it. Okay, who do we talk to to see why this uh, case is not being prosecuted? I mean, he said very clearly in his book that he used drugs. He had a uh, gun, a gun, at least a gun. Point of order, Mr. Chairman. State your point of order. Totally irrelevant and not germane to this proceeding. Uh, he, sir, he's got his he's got his five minutes. Go ahead, continue. <laughs> okay, so, <laughs> I, I understand why um, you do not want Mr. Wilcox to answer that question. It's very clear why you don't want because there's a dual system of justice in America. That's what's going on right now, and everybody's talking about it across America. There's two standards of justice that are um, that are going on. So, ladies and gentlemen, you have, do you know, you recognize that clip, how like the entire room goes, the entire room goes, oh my God, I can't believe they asked a question about it. How could he have asked this question? Amazing how every, every gun criminal deserves maximum penalties. And that's exactly what they get, except for the Bidens. Hunter Biden showed up in court with a fresh buzz cut on Tuesday, changed, he was Charged last month by special counsel David Weiss on three felony counts related to lying on a federal form of convicted on all charges, Hunter could face 25 years in prison, nearly a million dollars in fines. Hunter Biden not looking great, clearly gained weight, not sleeping. His hair is falling out. These photos of Hunter Biden are really wild. So Hunter Biden, of course, blew up his own plea deal. Now, what's interesting about this, you can actually see the federal NICS form here. The story about this is truly, truly remarkable. The deprived story is worth retelling. Hunter Biden uh, banging his brother's widow. There's no other way to say it. What do you want me to say? What what, what else do you want? what, What do you want me to say? That's what he was doing. His brother died. Tragedy. No one should have to, you know, it's tragedy. He had cancer. Got cancer. And then he, Hunter Biden swoops in to steal his wife as she's mourning, restoring the soul of America, this family, really beautiful family. Hunter Biden gets in a fight with his dead brother's widow that he's stripping, and he goes and buys a gun, high on drugs. Hunter Biden filled out this form, you should have never been allowed to see this, where he says he's not high on drugs. Well, that's a felony. Not allowed to lie on that form. I filled out that form. A lot. You can see behind me on my wall, like I filled out that form a lot. And of course, I've gun safe at my house. You've probably filled out this form. The form literally states, are you 
an unlawful user or addicted to marijuana or any antidepressant, stimulant, narcotic drug, or any other controlled substance. Hmm. Well, Hunter Biden was, by his own admission. Uh, and so he lied on this form. Then he, Hunter Biden has photos in this article with the firearm. What's interesting about this photo is that that's not actually the gun that Hunter Biden purchased. So where is that gun? What happened to that gun? Well, Hunter Biden got in an argument with his brother's widow. She took the gun, threw it in a dumpster next to a school. That doesn't seem responsible, but it gets worse, baby. It always gets worse. Always gets worse. So Politico has this amazing story about how the Secret Service inserted itself into Hunter Biden's gun case. Now, why the hell would the Secret Service do this? Joe Biden was under Secret Service protection. Joe Biden, Joe Biden wasn't a protectee. He was a private citizen. Remember, that's the argument. You can't go after Joe for making money in the private sector. Yet, here's where the crazy starts. The Secret Service, reading from the article, a curious thing happened at the time. Secret Service agents approached the owner of the gun store where Hunter Biden bought the gun and asked to take the paperwork involving the sale, according to two people who have firsthand knowledge of the episode, and briefed, and was briefed by the Secret Service after the fact. The gun store owner refused to supply the paperwork, suspecting that the Secret Service officers wanted to hide Hunter's ownership of the missing gun in the case it was involved in a crime. Two people said. The owner, Ron Palmieri, later turned over the papers to the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives to oversee federal gun laws, presumably after he took copies of them, a copy of which I just showed you. Secret Service says it has no record of its agents investigating the incident. Joe Biden, who was not under protection at the time, said through a spokesperson that he has no knowledge of any Secret Service involvement. But Politico has reported this out, and they, like, they're saying that this happened. So who's lying? Well, I'll give you one guess. The Bidens are lying. There was a clear play to protect the Bidens from themselves and use the federal government and your tax dollars to protect the Bidens who were chosen to replace Trump. That's what was happening here. And this decaying, degenerate family was given Secret Service protection even when they were not serving in a federal capacity. And these secret they tried to do a cleanup operation on Hunter Biden tossing out his gun because this was such a clear and obvious gun crime. So clear and obvious that once given the freedom to actually charge Hunter Biden, the charges came like that from David Weiss. Days later, the gun was returned by an older man who regularly rummages through the grocery store's trash to collect recyclable items. The incident did not result in charges or arrests. Of course, now it has resulted in charges. But the alleged involvement of the Secret Service remains a mystery. One law enforcement official said that at the time of the incident, the individual Secret Service agents of the agency's office in Wilmington, Delaware, in Philadelphia, kept an informal hand in maintaining the former vice president's security. An informal hand in protecting old Joe and his family. Because he had been selected, Joe had been selected as the one. They'd run all the numbers, and he's the guy who they were going to prop up to run against Trump. To be installed against Trump. The person cited an instance in 2019 when the Wilmington Office Secret Service called the Delaware State Police to arrange a security for public appearance by Biden. So these guys were sent in. Somebody needs to ask Joe Biden about this. These guys were ordered in by Joe Biden. Joe Biden figured out what was happening. And Joe Biden or someone in his family who still has the cognitive capacity ordered the Secret Service to go and mop up this mess. <sighs> Baby, God, we need the White House back. Man, we got to figure out what is happening here. Hunter Biden straight up de describes all of this in his own text messages to Devin Archer. 
saying, we're, I'm a member of a great family. You're just going to have to take the rap. We don't get charged. You little people get charged. American oligarchs. Joe Biden doesn't know anything about firearm usage. Joe Biden is, of course, screams and rails and rages against firearms day and night and their misuse in the White House. Yeah, Joe Biden has done everything in his human power, this side of a pardon, which is inevitable, especially if he loses in 2024, uh, of Hunter Biden. Joe Biden will pardon, mark my words, Joe Biden will pardon his son when found guilty of these charges. And he'll do the claim like, I love my kid too much, right? They're already building that up. Joe Biden just loves his sons too much. So Joe Biden talked about guns. He's talked about guns a couple times. He rages and rails against guns all the time. And he rages and rails against all these all these crimes that his kids commit. It is truly despicable. Here's Hunter Biden. I'm sorry. Here's Joe Biden talking about firearm usage. See if you can find the problem with what Joe Biden says here. If you want to protect yourself, get it. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A double barrel shotgun, have the shells of 12 gauge shotgun, and I promise you, as I told my wife, we live in an area that's wooded and somewhat secluded. I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem, just walk out on the balcony here or walk out, put that double barrel shotgun and fire two blasts outside the house. I promise you, who's ever coming in is not going to. You don't need an AR-15. It's harder to aim. It's harder to use. And in fact, you don't need 30 rounds to protect yourself. Buy a shotgun. As for objections that gun restrictions violate the Constitution. So Joe Biden's advice is take your firearm if you ever feel threatened and just shoot blankly into the night. Uh, in uh, When you live on a crowded street in a neighborhood. Uh, I'm not exactly sure. Like, is Joe, like where is, did Joe Biden grow up in Mogadishu? Where, where's, where's Joe Biden from? I've been to Scranton. Seems like a really nice town. Uh, I've also been to Wilmington, Delaware. So maybe maybe Joe Biden learned this move from Corn Pop. I don't know. I'm not sure. Somebody should ask Joe. Uh, do you tell your kids to literally walk outside and shoot their guns whenever they feel scared? Into the into the midnight blackness? Maybe that's why Hunter Biden threw the gun away in a dumpster. Maybe it's these types of teachings. And Joe Biden is on a roll when talking about firearms. Remember, you're going to need an F-14 to fire your ARF-13 at the government. Go. And for those brave right-wing Americans who say it's all about keeping America, keeping America's independent and safe. If you want to fight against the country, you need an F-15. You need something a little more than a gun. No, I'm not joking. Think about this. Think about the rationale we use. That's you. I'm not joking, says the guy who surrendered Afghanistan to a bunch of uh, uh, goat riders. I don't know. 
Like, what, 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 like this guy with the full force of the American military, 20 years in Afghanistan, surrendered the country to goat farmers. Then saying, oh, you know, you're going to need an F-16 F- F- if you're going to ride to, uh, trying to ride a goat into Washington, D.C. Uh, well, dude, you just lost. You just lost like an F-35. Stealth F-35. It's amazing how that story went away. Uh, you just lost the plane. Just gone. Lost it. Pilot ejected. It gets worse, though. Joe Biden has no, he has no solitary idea. And you know what? Why should he? Joe Biden's been under, uh, Joe Biden's had federal protection like for the last 50 years of his life. There have been men armed to the teeth standing next to Joe Biden, protecting him. Joe Biden has never once felt the responsibility of having to protect his own family. Right? There have been men, again, as proven here, the Secret Service showed up to try and do a mop-up job for Hunter here try and delete all the evidence, try and steal all the evidence. Why is that not a bigger scandal? Why are we the only people talking about this? You're so you're so knowledgeable if you listen to this show. So we're the only people that actually like hammer home these details that the Secret Service was used as a Gestapo agency to clean up for Hunter. Nobody can clean up uh, Joe's sloppy mouth. Listen to Joe's a further explanation as to why firearms need to be restricted in the hands of law-abiding Americans, not for his son, though. You know, we need to act. These are weapons of war. I'm a Second Amendment guy. I have two shotguns. My sons have shotguns. You know, but our states, you know, everybody thinks somehow the Second Amendment is absolute. You're not allowed to go out and own a, an automatic weapon. You're not allowed to own a machine gun. You're not allowed to own a flamethrower. You're not allowed to own so many other things. Why in God's name do we allow these weapons of war on our streets and at our schools? Uh, you are allowed to own an automatic weapon. Actually, you are allowed to own a machine gun. They've just been they've been stamped by our federal government and there are a certain number of them in circulation. Of course, you can go buy one. You can buy one. You can go buy one right now. They're for sale. Legally for sale. They're just they're registered and stamped and there's a firearm act that Joe Biden wrote that limited the number of them that can be for sale on the open market. So Joe Biden's wrong. Joe Biden knows that. He also said you're not allowed to own a flamethrower. Uh, I think you're allowed to own a flamethrower in like 49 different states. Footage of Elon Musk with a flamethrower. Elon Musk has a flamethrower that he sells at the Boring Company. So, yeah. Sorry, pal. Like, "Eh, no. But this is the family. I mean, this is this is as as the Biden say, the price of power. Remember, Joe Biden, that same guy, is the author of the harshest crack laws in our country. Just a reminder of what Joe Biden had to say about what I assume he was thinking were young black criminals that he was excited to lock up. In the 90s, the old super predator days of the Democrat Party, uh, in describing the crack laws that he was so proud of. Just to just go down to the archives and have a watch. If you have a piece of crack cocaine no bigger than this quarter that I'm holding in my hand, one quarter of one dollar, we passed a law through the leadership of Senator Thurman and myself and others, a law that says if you're caught with that, you go to jail for five years. You get no probation. You get 
nothing other than five years in jail. Judge doesn't have a choice. Judge doesn't have a choice. Good to see uh, Joe Biden with the old Hunter Biden hairline there. Wow, Joe Biden was bald as a bat in that that, that clip from the 90s, the 80s, and the 70s. Why does Joe Biden still have hair? Oh, very interesting. Why does he still have teeth? Why, Why is Joe Biden still sentient? What do they inject into him that makes him not blink? I wonder. Which Joe Biden are we seeing today? Well, no matter what, they change in Joe Biden. You can't change this man's blackened heart. And here is a photo of his son high on crack, the same crack that Joe Biden's talking about. If you have crack the size of this quarter, judge doesn't have a choice. Five years minimum, Joe Biden bragging. His son's never once done a, day, done a single day for using crack. Now, according to Hunter Biden's, own autobiography and his own interviews that he's done to try and soften his image. Hunter Biden was addicted to crack and cocaine in college. Hunter Biden first booked on a substance charge when he was 18 years old on the Jersey Shore. Old, you've never seen his mugshot, never gotten anything on that. Why? Because Joe made a phone call, got him, got his son out. Every young black kid in America uh, that was caught with a quarter worth of crack. Judge doesn't have a choice. Joe Biden proud to send them to jail. Joe Biden's kid straight out. See it. Don't even get to see the mugshot. Never even recorded. Doesn't even hit the paperwork. Time and time and time again, Hunter Biden admits to cocaine usage all throughout his time in Georgetown, admits to substance abuse throughout his entire young life. Then get his dad gets him a plum job in the Navy at a do nothing position. In Navy PR, how, what if Hunter Biden did your PR? How, how, how long would your company last? Hunter Biden's doing Navy PR for the Navy. First drug test, boom, fails. You have crack in your system. Hunter Biden blames two black guys. Go, we have the articles. Hunter Biden blames two black guys, says, oh, they gave me a cigarette. I didn't know it had a bunch of crack in it because that's how it works. Daddy gets him out of that and then starts the Biden crime family. Says, okay, we're going to go the Clinton route. And that's how it works. Been getting, he's been getting out of jail for free his entire life. This is the first time that Hunter Biden has had to face any consequences for his egregious crimes. And so here we are, ladies and gentlemen. If you wish to know about the thinking behind the Bidens, please, I give you this article directly from Hunter Biden's own text messages. Hunter Biden laid out price of power in text with Devin Archer. You are a Biden. It's the price of power and people questioning you truly have none. This actually shows a shocking insight into Hunter Biden and his view of his own family. Why did your dad's administration uh, appointees arrest me and try and put me in jail? Devin Archer asked. Just curious. Oh, man. And you can see the text messages right here. Uh, Why would they try and ruin my family and destroy my kids? And no one from your family's side stepped in, at least to try and help me. I don't get it. This shows that the people who did business with the Bidens thought that this was, again, a get out of jail free card. Archer went on to say he was depressed and curious why uh, these Asians, just reading to you from the article, appeared to be referring to their Chinese business partner, were asking the same questions and getting in his head. Buddy, are you serious? Hunter Biden responds. This is so telling. This is so important. You, they should read this on the news every single night. This is how it works in America. You must know. This is how oligarchy works. Because 
There's no connection between the two. The same Justice Department can investigate and prosecute this president and his family. It does for all administrations. It's democracy. Three co-equal branches of government. You are always more vulnerable to overreach, to the overreach of those co-equal branches when you are in power. Every president's family is held to such a high standard. It is a target, Biden continued. It's the price of being the most powerful group of people in the world. It's why our democracy remains viable. It's unfair at times, but in the end, the system of justice usually works. And like you are redeemed, the truth prevails. The unfairness allows for the greater good. So the unfairness, the unfairness about Hunter Biden saying he's part of a great, he's part of a great American family, Hunter Biden continues. Uh, you are part of a great American family, not a sideshow, not deserted by them, even in your darkest moments. This is the way Bidens are different, and you are a Biden. The price It's the price of power, and the people questioning you truly have none, whereas you go through perseverance and poise. By Hunter Biden bragging that there are different rules for his family. This is the price of power, and these rules don't apply to us, directly from his own emails. So that shows you exactly how the system works. And in this now moment, you can like take a step back and understand now what is precisely happening to Donald Trump. Because Donald Trump today is also in court. Donald Trump was in court yesterday. Of course, you saw the uh, absolute creepiest video you've ever seen. The judge smiling and smirking in the courtroom, like literally giggling that he gets to be on the Trump reality show. Trump makes claim that 80% of the fraud, fraud case will be thrown out because the statute of limitation has expired. President gives thumbs up in court as judge slams prosecutors for waste of time for having accountants testify. Oh, man. So uh, Donald Trump is back in court today. Uh, this charge, once more, I mean, again, I'm no lawyer here, but shouldn't somebody be have to be, shouldn't somebody have to be a victim to be sued? As Hunter Biden describes, this is the price of power. The Bidens, the Bidens have institutional power. Donald Trump, who had never served in office before, does not, does not. And so the system then acts in an antibody fashion to go after Donald Trump. And that is precisely what is happening. What are they going after Donald Trump for? Well, uh, saying that his properties have value. Having that value being fungible. I mean, the value, the value of your house, what's the value of your house? The price that someone will pay for it. It's esoteric. It's in your mind. Like everyone thinks that various things that they have have certain value until you put it on the free market. You actually don't know. But some sultan can come in and pay 10x the price. And you're like, oh, hey, here's Mar-a-Lago for a billion dollars. I mean, what? Like, how do you even charge this? The banks aren't suing Trump. The lenders aren't suing Trump. The FEC isn't suing Trump. The mortgage backers aren't suing Trump. The people who were charged interest weren't suing Trump. Financial processing companies aren't suing Trump. All of them were paid on time and in full. It's the government. Letitia James, who found this absolute asshat of a judge, who really is a creepy dude, deeply creepy dude, uh, going after Trump because of his politics. Something that the Bidens, of course, have never had to have happen to them because the system is so slanted in their favor. Now you're starting to see like just the just the smallest possible scintilla of a scrape of accountability happening to the Bidens.
Donald Trump back in court today. Nobody was planning on Donald Trump being in court in New York. I think he's making a statement here. Watch. Leading information, a corrupt information by a very corrupt and incompetent attorney general, Letitia James. This woman is grossly incompetent. She ran on the basis, I will get Trump without knowing anything about him. So he's been given this information. It's now been proven to be false, such as Mar-a-Lago and Palm Beach Florida being worth $18 million, when in fact it's much closer to $1.5 billion. And I appreciate very much the officials of Palm Beach calling yesterday and writing and saying that she was very wrong. That's not the way you back to the property. So she said it was $18 million. It's $1.5 billion. Likewise, we've just recently sold new properties for many times what they were worth, many times what they were worth in the financial statements. And the statements are actually much lower than the actual net worth. So Donald Trump is continuing to like go out during the breaks of this trial and speak to the press. And it's actually an incredible tactic because the cameras love Donald Trump and Donald Trump loves the cameras. And Donald Trump is able to make his case outside of the courtroom when he's not under oath and present this case to the American people. And it's working. Donald Trump saying that the racist attorney general, uh, low, very low IQ person named Letitia James in New York, somebody who's, man, how are you reading the headlines out of New York? Like, you can't defend yourself anymore. The, the crime, it's turned, all of New York City has turned into a massive migrant camp full of criminal aliens who break the law, the first act they do in this country is break the law and then they continue to break the law every second they spend in this country. They are criminal aliens. That's the correct nomenclature for them. They're not economic migrants because they plant their flags when they come into this country. They plant their flags on our border. That's an invasion. That's conquest. That's not migrant. You know, That's not like the people at the base of the Statue of Liberty. The crime in New York is rampant breaking all the all-time highs, murders and robberies. The, the entire state's going completely to hell. People are fleeing. And the attorney general uh, is saying that her number one priority is, well, exactly what's happening here. At least somebody followed through on their promises. Watch. I will never be afraid to challenge this illegitimate president when our fundamental rights are at stake. I believe that the president of these United States can be indicted for criminal offenses. That man in the White House who can't go a day uh, uh, without threatening our fundamental rights. Yes, we need to focus on Donald Trump and his abuses. We need to follow his money. We need to find out where he's laundered money. We need to find out whether or not he's engaged in conspiracy. It's important that everyone understand that the days of Donald Trump are coming to an end. I look forward to going into the office of Attorney General every day, suing him, defending your rights, and then going home. Joseph Stalin says, show me the man, I'll show you the crime. This is why the Stalin courts are famous in Bolshevik Russia, the Bolshevik Soviet Union. This is why. The system of communism works for the communist because people live in perpetual fear. And this is what Bolshevism looks like. Show me the man, I'll show you the crime. This is the American version of that. Letitia James is uh, demonstrating this. And so is the judge. 
we brought you this incredibly creepy image of this smirking judge. This guy rips off his glasses and goes in front of the camera yesterday. I mean, it is, it is truly some of the most breathtaking footage I've seen live. He should have never allowed footage of the himself in the courtroom. The judge allowed the TV cameras. He couldn't help himself. He allowed the TV cameras to come in. Now, we've hunted down some old footage of this judge that will tell you everything you need to know about what a diseased uh, a cretin this man is. So they judge shopped. They clearly judge shopped and found their own Bolshevik judge. Here's the footage of him in the courtroom. He can't help himself. Can't help himself smirking for the cam posing for the cameras watch where they will be thrilled and that's the problem is that you know you have james now being sh shown in the background you've got trump in the foreground and it fulfills the narrative on both sides trump is likely right i mean he's being shown man <laughs> see me so this judge arthur egernon egron has given some speeches. Back in 2015, this judge gave a speech. This probably attracted the attention of the people who wanted to get Trump. He gave a speech about something called summary judgment, where he can overrule a jury if he thinks the jury has come to the wrong conclusion. How the hell is that legal? Trump's lawyer will be joining us quite soon, and so we'll ask, but here's the clip. Tell me if you see the problem with what uh, this clear tyrant says. Now, I'm going to say something controversial, even though I'm being taped. Juries get it wrong a lot. That's my own opinion. I do only civil trials, personal injury cases, contract disputes. But I've had situations where like, oh, my, my heaven's sake, how could they have thought that? Well, I have a, um, I have a tool that I can deal with that. It's called jury notwithstanding the verdict, judgment notwithstanding the verdict. I can say there is no possible way that a reasonable jury would have reached that conclusion. And all right, am I following the law or am I making law? Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm following law, I'm, I'm an impartial referee, but it's hard to factor out my own emotions. And I have tools, somebody can say, well, your Honor, you have to throw out this case because it's just like another case. Well, is it just like another case? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? What if the defendant was wearing a red sweater instead of a blue sweater? Am I making the law or am I following the law? Well, I don't know. Boy, maybe it's, may, oh, may, I mean, maybe I, maybe I should consider leaving the United States of America for courts in North Korea, where we have a, a situation where I can just serve dear leader. I don't know. Oh, boy. I must get home in time to watch Matlock. Time to find Donald, Donald Trump is guilty. S send, send him to go down and live in the Bahamas in Sam Bankman-Fried's new apartment. Who the hell are these people? I mean, they're doing such, they're doing a lot of damage to themselves, I'm telling you, by exposing who these people are. How many times has the state of New York brought that man a case 
in order to have him do what's called summary judgment, where he just says, screw the jury. The jury got it wrong. You're guilty. I don't like you. I don't like I don't like your red sweater. He said it. Ladies and gentlemen, in seconds, we're going to be joined by Donald Trump's uh, attorney. But there is a man who I've been missing on all of this. Uh, I do not watch live television. Uh, you will find me if I were going to watch the Super Bowl, I'd probably TiVo it like I'd be OK watching it like a day later. I don't care. I don't care. I don't watch sports. I did sit my uh, butt on my couch every single night to watch Tucker every single night at 8 p.m. Because I thought like I know that it is important. Like it was important to sort of like understand the wisdom of Tucker Carlson. And in these moments, I'm we are lacking as a movement. So it is wonderful that Tucker Carlson dropped an incredible bit last night. We hope you watch the entire thing. It's 30 minutes plus. Victor Davis Hanson. But there's a part in his monologue, and Tucker did a monologue, awesome, that really cut to the core. And it's why I just miss so very much uh, Tucker Carlson, who was like salt and light in times like these. Please. Just this morning, Donald Trump appeared in court in New York in a civil case brought by the state's attorney general that was designed explicitly to keep him out of the White House. That case is part of a larger legal barrage against Trump that so far includes a total of 91 felony counts, every one of them politically motivated. But today's civil case is especially absurd. In fact, it's hard to overstate its ridiculousness. In sum, Trump stands accused of inflating the value of collateral used to secure loans, loans that he has already paid back with interest. In other words, there is no injured party in this case. The biggest banks in the world assessed the risk and they made a profit as they almost always do. Not a single person was defrauded. For this non-crime, Trump and his children are in the process of losing their homes and their businesses. Bolshevism, communism, true critical theory, tr critical legal theater, theory has come to America. All, all is allowed and permissible for power. It's a scary time, ladies and gentlemen. It's a time where we need to open our eyes and accept what's going on and be sober about it. And if we wish to not live in America that does this, uh, then we must organize and we must speak the truth above all. Being able to speak is something uh, really important to us on this program. It's why we use Patriot Mobile. Patriot Mobile for the last 10 years has been America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. When I say only, I mean, trust me, it's only they are available on all three networks. They work consistently everywhere that we go, including at the top of Trump Tower. We were just at Trump Tower in Chicago, ironically. Uh, that is every bit of a billion dollar plus property. And ladies and gentlemen, our Patriot Mobile worked, up, worked great, even 100 stories up. Patriot Mobile is the cell phone service that we trust. They also support our values. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Benny or call 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today when you use the offer code Benny. Join me in the switch today, patriotmobile.com slash Benny. Joining us now, ladies and gentlemen, is Donald Trump's attorney, uh, Jesse Binal has been at Trump's side through these legal battles. I have a lot of questions for him, as I'm sure you do as well. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Jesse Benal. Sir, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, we deeply appreciate uh, your time. We know that this must be quite uh, a busy time for you. Benny, thanks so much for having me. So can you talk us through exactly what is happening in New York uh, today specifically? 
Sure. And uh, first of all, you know, just have to put the disclaimer out there that while I represent President Trump on a number of matters going on right now, I do not represent him in this matter in New York. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, what we see going on right now in in New York is, uh, I mean, you hit the nail on on the head and and certainly Tucker did as well last night, which I agree. That was an amazing segment that that he had out there yesterday. Everyone should watch it. Um, We have a politically motivated judge. Uh, who is um, uh, put down an order last week granting summary judgment and deciding that he didn't even want to hear the evidence on a huge chunk of this case, um, that he was just going to, to decide it completely uh, on the papers alone uh, without, for instance, listening uh, to expert witnesses and trying to judge the credibility of those expert witnesses about some very complicated things uh, like uh, uh, real estate valuations. So this judge decided uh, to a certain extent, decision first, evidence later. Um, in a, you know, we're really through the looking glass here um, on, on this one with this particular uh, judge. Um, and so it, it really was uh, truly incredible. And, you know, then, of course, we saw him uh, yesterday yeah, posing for the cameras, which is, I think, had to be one of the most unprofessional things I have ever seen in my career from the bench. Um, and so uh, he's... You know, this is an interesting judge who does not really even um, seem to be giving the appearance of of impartiality. Yes, um, he is truly a get Trump judge, and he is going to try to time everything. Uh, you know, I suspect you're probably going to see him give his, his next decision uh, right before uh, the New Hampshire primary, the Iowa caucuses, or wow. something like that, because that's how vindictive this judge is. Can you explain to me the legal theory behind this? Because I, that, that this cretinous video of him in 2015 saying, juries get it wrong. I just decide that what I want. Am I making the law? Am I following the law? Of course, I'm no legal scholar, but I know that judges are, are of course, commanded to follow the law. That is the, the role of a judge, not to make the law. That is for the legislature. And the judges then uh, make sure that we stay within the guidelines of that law. Uh, sometimes they get right, sometimes they get wrong. But for him to like so openly and brazenly say, "I don't care what the jury says. I'm just gonna decide. I'm gonna make the law." That I mean, oh, seems utterly antithetical to our legal system here in this country. Yeah, and and I think you're again, you, you've got it, you've got it right. Um, Here's what it comes down to. There are procedures like summary judgment um, that are used every day and used appropriately. They're, they're used when there are um, there are no material facts in dispute. Everybody agrees on what happened. They just might disagree on what the law requires in a situation like that. And like uh, which is, is obviously not the case here. There are huge factual disputes here. Um and um, then you also have uh, mechanisms in the law like judgment notwithstanding the verdict um, or a, a directed verdict. And um, there are very specific guardrails as to how those legally are supposed to be used. Um, and it's supposed to be something that protects liberty, not endangers liberty. So, for instance, um, if we had a fair judge in, in one of these New York or D.C. cases um, and a jury decided that the notwithstanding overwhelming evidence to the contrary, they were just going to get ju- uh, get Trump. A judge would be able to to set that aside appropriately. 
um, mm. if it looked like there was just you know an, an insane runaway jury. Um, but the opposite couldn't be true in a, in a criminal trial where the judge couldn't just simply direct a, a verdict against the jury. What makes his comments in that video so striking and so dangerous is the amount that judicial activism has um, has evolved in recent years. Uh, we've, we've been talking as conservatives, we've been talking about judicial activism for a long time. And we talked about it when judges, you know, went to the, put on their robes and decided they were going to legislate um, abortion on demand or, or legislate um, an open border, things like that. So things that are very, very problematic, but now they've taken it one step further. Now they have taken it to the point where they are going to put on their judicial robes um, and you really heard it from from him in this speech to to do what you know he feels is is the right thing uh, regarding the you know uh, uh, from his own set of, of politics really um, is really what he's talking about there and judicial activism where you're targeting Americans is not conducive with the rule of law at all. You, I mean, that's you're exactly right. That's something that you would expect to see from the CCP, from North Korea, from someplace like that, where you have complete and total totalitarianism. And that, unfortunately, is what we're looking at right now with some judges that are so activist that they will do whatever it takes to take down Donald Trump because they know he's on the road to victory. They know that um, un, uh, that the American people want him back badly. And they don't want that to happen. So they are going to use their judicial position to try to stop the front runner from the presidency from winning. That's the point that we are at in America right now. That's what time it is. I don't claim I don't claim to be a particularly high IQ individual. I certainly don't claim to be a scholar. So perhaps you could illuminate for me something. Uh, how does somebody build a career, Letitia James, on saying that she is going to effectively manufacture charges against Donald Trump, gets into office, manufactures those charges without any victims? So I was under the assumption that someone would have to be wronged for me to get sued. So for somebody so for, for, the, for the state or a party to come after me, there should, yeah. would have to be a victim here. Yet there doesn't seem to be any of the victims that you would assume would you would find in a financial trial like this. Not the banks, not the lenders, uh, not the people accumulating interest, not the financial services, not the payment processors. Nobody seems to be the victim here. Yet the state has brought the charges anyway, of course, while the state is in total and utter uh, decay and collapse. And so the entire on its on its face, there is no disguising this as a political persecution. Am I wrong? Uh, you're exactly right. This is, you know, uh, this is the weaponization of law enforcement in our judicial process like we've never seen it before in America. Um, this is it is so incredible that we need to go back uh, to the founders to the uh, to really understand how bad it is. And the founders, of course, you know, wrote the Declaration of Independence. And I think a lot of Americans have read some of the big lines from the Declaration of Independence, but there's a lot of people who have never read the entire thing. And it's really important because it's an indictment against the crown. It shows exactly what uh, the, the king and the parliament uh, was doing in order to target uh, colonists. 
And one of the things that they talked about in that dark in that document uh, was effectively the weaponization of government. Um, in you know what they they called it they called uh, bring people across seas to stand trial for pretend offenses. And that's what we have here. We have pretend offenses. Hmm. And this is so important for the colonists that they that they did put it in the Declaration of Independence and they tried to protect against it in the Constitution. They tried to get us uh, separation of powers. But what happens is when you have these executive officials, both state and federally. So when you when you have these these out of control, rogue political prosecutors that are using their office to try to achieve political aims and then they are not held to account for doing that by the judiciary, that's when the wheels come off of, of the Republic. You know, it's it, the, the founders gave us the best structure that anyone could ask for, for a government that protects liberty. But if the people that are involved in those separation of powers don't do their job in holding the other branches to account, then we devolve into this kind of banana Republic type situation that we're, that we're in now. Um, and it's it's truly truly terrifying because there's there's absolutely no offense here in in each in every one of these cases you've got this civil case you've got each of the criminal cases each and every one of them are legally baseless factually baseless hmm. it is all just about getting Donald Trump because he's the first president in God knows how long who has stood up to the establishment, has actually stood up and tried to have a return to our constitutional system of government. And the bureaucrats can't stand that because they've been in control for decades. And, and President Trump is, is threatening that. So they will pull out all the stops to, to get back um, to them being in full control and not go back to a, to a Trump administration. Um, and they're barely even, even hiding it. And if we don't win, if we're not able to beat them on this, it will embolden them and we will devolve into a complete banana republic situation. Uh, Jesse, I want everyone to go and follow on on X. Uh, Jesse, he's almost at 100,000 followers. Let's make sure that he has uh, a, a large voice. I see that you're also from Naples, Florida. That's awesome. Can you explain uh, which Donald Trump cases are uh, are you on for our uh, for our uh, listeners and viewers to uh, stay attuned? Uh, sure, sure. I um, represent uh, the president in some of the civil January six uh, lawsuits against him. I also represent him in uh, a number of a number of civil appeals, and also uh, represent some of the other entities associated with President Trump. I see that you have a cover image here of you swimming amongst the sharks. That certainly, <laughs> Jesse, seems to be your forte. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, once you've spent a good amount of time with sharks, then all these bureaucrats in D.C., they, they seem much less scary. <laughs> yeah, they do. They end up looking like sharks. I lived in D.C. for 15 years. They end up looking like sharks after a while. The black. I, I, I far prefer the sharks. Emotionless eyes. Yes, that's exactly right. <laughs> the black, cold, emotionless eyes when they they get a bite of another Ukraine deal. So thank you yeah. so much, Jesse, for being on the program. Please come back. Godspeed uh, and continue your excellent work defending our Constitution. Thank you so much, Benny. Really appreciate you and all the work you do. Ladies and gentlemen, I am a man who doesn't like putting smutty content uh, in front of your face. And so we've 
actually withheld a considerable amount uh, uh, on reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop because, well, quite frankly, it would get us taken down from the Internet if we were to show you half the stuff, even like a scintilla of the stuff that's on there. Nonetheless, ladies and gentlemen, it is important reporting. Hunter Biden was suspected of hiring prostitutes from Eastern European sex trafficking ring during drug binges and falsifying checks to pay the women. Treasury documents reveal this was breaking yesterday from the uh, Daily Mail. So Hunter Biden, great, uh, great guy. Let's go ahead and read the top line here. I think this is going to be pretty important. Investigators found payments from Hunter Biden and his companies in suspecting Eastern European prostitution ring. How many of these women were Ukrainian? Makes you wonder. Those associated with the ring included women with Russian passports. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Russian passports and China-based company where the money was funneled. Daily Mail has previously reported documents, texts showing that Hunter spent a staggering $30,000 on escorts in just five months. Bank investigators suspected Hunter Biden was associated with a sex trafficking ring, falsified payments, prostitutes, treasury deals. So this was, of course, you're not allowed to do this, obviously. This is a crime. It's a violation of an act called the Man Act. You're not allowed to like bring women throughout the country and pay them. You can scrolling through this uh, article. I guess we'd have to be a little careful, but you can actually see <laughs> you can actually see the checks written out. There's a check. So what? Show me the evidence. Show me the evidence. Well, here's the evidence. Jack wagons. There's the check. Hunter Biden's address and name on it. Goodness gracious for the for the hookers. Which is illegal. Like, I don't, like, what, yes, of course, it's immoral, but it's also like totally illegal. Like, th this is illegal. And the some of the victims here, uh, the victims have never been championed. We started the show off by saying, like, look at what they were able to do to Brett Kavanaugh, like, in under the guise of protecting women. Yet no one's ever heard, no one's ever said a, a single thing about protecting uh, these women who were abused. Uh, and uh, and and well, abused, yeah, ab like abused by the degenerate monster Hunter Biden. Truly incredible. James Comer announced that they were going to be investigating the human trafficking of the Bidens, uh, and put uh, MTG, the great MTG, in charge of that. Here, have a listen. The Biden family's business dealings implicate a wide range of criminality, from human trafficking to potential violations of the Constitution. In the 118th Congress, this committee will evaluate the status of Joe Biden's relationship with his family's foreign partners and whether he is a president who is compromised or swayed by foreign dollars and influence. I want to be clear. This is an investigation of Joe Biden, and that's where the committee will focus in this next Congress. I remember watching that and my, our ears like perking up like, wait a second. Like human trafficking. Human trafficking. In the Biden family? Oh, yeah, baby. And it's not just the House, the Senate as well. Ron Johnson saying, we have the money. Watch. Uh, one thing that we don't talk enough about, uh, I know President Biden's just so proud of his son, but let's, you know, we have the evidence that Hunter Biden paid for, paid tens of thousands of dollars for prostitutes that were sex trafficked through an international sex trafficking ring. Oh. I mean, I mean, uh, yes, ick. And President Biden, during about a four or five month period, offered to pay for about one hundred thousand dollars of, of Hunter Biden's bills when he was spending tens of thousand dollars on these women who are sex trafficked. Now, if, if that is at, at a minimum morally reprehensible and wrong, and the president's defending that, and the media isn't even looking well, into it, wouldn't that be a felony? I mean, if you're I doing business with a sex trafficking ring, that 
that's more than ethically offensive. Uh, yeah, it's a felony. Here from the uh, Daily Mail, Hunter Biden could face prostitution charges for transporting cookers across state line, disguising checks as medical services. Son spent $30,000 for the girlfriend experience. These carry massive penalties, actually. If you're going to charge him based on the books, it may actually implicate Joe as well. Joe Biden inadvertently helped Hunter pay for Russian escorts. Oh, baby. Why does nobody ever talk about this? Why are we the only show that ever brings this stuff up? Joe Biden inadvertently financed Hunter's dalliances with Russia-linked escort ring. President Biden wired his 52-year-old son $100,000 to help him pay bills in December of 2008 through 20 to January 2019. The Washington Examiner reported, citing records from the laptop uh, Hunter Biden left at a Delaware repair shop. Hunter Biden, meanwhile, spent $30,000 on sex workers. Joe Biden paid for it. This was part of the Joe Biden tranche of cash that he gave to his son. Not only to pay for the Russian, the Russian hookers, but also to be openly racist. Hunter Biden's text messages include the N-word a lot. Hunter Biden texted no yellow when one of his family members offered up one of her Asian friends to be Hunter's new girlfriend. First son Hunter Biden used the racial slur yellow to refer to Asian women in January 2019 text message. The conversation was preserved on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. The screenshot posted by the outlet, uh, Caroline, the daughter of President Biden's brother, James, suggested setting up Hunter with one of her friends. Do you want foreign or domestic? Who talks about women like? Like, you, you talk, you're talking about this stuff like, you're talking about this stuff like it's, I, like you're selling a barnyard animal. It's just, it's just, this is demonic, man. It's demonic. Do you want foreign or domestic? I can't give you effing Asian. Sorry, I'm not doing it. Hunter read domesticated foreigner is fine. No yellow in reference to being offered an Asian. Okay, got it. Great family there. Great family. Real, real, real restoring the soul of America. Remember, these are the people restoring the soul of America. So speaking of uh, restoring the soul of America, we've got some interesting uh, take, interesting happenings in Capitol Hill right now. Uh, my jury's out on this. I don't know. Matt Gates is calling to vacate uh, McCarthy. I don't know, man. In principle, I stand with Matt Gates. In principle, I stand with Matt Gates. Based on what I've heard, Kevin McCarthy is deeply a deeply transactional. Uh, creature of Washington, D.C., and Kevin McCarthy, uh, based on an agreement that he had with Matt Gates to vote for him for leader, lied to Matt Gates and said he'd be doing spending and budgets a specific way, and he has not been doing that. Said that they would be doing, they'd be stripping all this stuff out of the budgets. Congress, the House specifically, is responsible for initiating the budget, and Kevin McCarthy has not been doing that. So Matt Gates is calling him on his BS, and Matt Gates uh, filed a motion to vacate the chair. And now all he would need is a majority of Congress to vote with Matt Gates, and then Kevin McCarthy loses his job. Now, this normally wouldn't happen. It's only happened two times in history, but it's happening now because there's such a razor-thin margin and because Kevin McCarthy is not good at keeping his, you know, the, the, the caucus in order. And so this is now what's going on. The two of them are fighting on Twitter, Matt Gates on X, uh, responding to Kevin McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy said, bring it. 
Matt Gates said, just did. Uh, here's Matt Gates on the uh, actually filing his motion to vacate. Declaring the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives to be vacant. Resolved that the office of Speaker of the House of Representatives is hereby declared to be vacant. So why did Matt Gates do this? Let's have him uh, say in his own words. If there's a deal made with Democrats, the only deal is, is to make one with McCarthy because I'm not offering anything and won't offer anything. And by the way, you, if the Democrats want to own Kevin McCarthy, they can have it. Because one thing I'm at peace with is when we stand here uh, a week from now, I won't own Kevin McCarthy anymore. He won't, but he won't belong to me. So if the Democrats want to adopt him, they can adopt well, him. So again, ladies and gentlemen, uh, politics is about tactics. It is warfare. Uh, Kevin McCarthy seems to be quite nervous about this. Now I will. What? What? I started off really hard against Kevin McCarthy uh, about a about eight ten months ago when they were having the speakership votes. I was anti McCarthy. Then I've seen some of the some of the things that have been happening, like the investigation into Joe Biden, the impeachment inquiry and stuff. And I've been like, ah, I've been warming to him. But Matt Gates is saying that Kevin McCarthy lied to us to get us to vote for him for speaker. You remember they did, I think, 18 rounds of votes. They lied to us. And now we're going to do what we told him we were going to do. And we're going to follow through. We're going to vacate the seat. Now, that is going to throw, of course, Republicans into chaos. You're going to have to have new speakership elections. We'll see what happens. Kevin McCarthy seems actually quite scared of this. Uh, a From a moment ago, here's Kevin McCarthy speaking to the press. Expecting Democrats to back you up then? No, I, I personally am not. Do you need their help to remain in leadership? No. Um, if five if five Republicans go with Democrats, then I'm out. So it's, it's, it's whether, likely. probably so. It, it, this is a bit of a complex piece. So he just said, it's probably going to happen. So I'm probably going to be out. Whoa. <laughs> Buckle up. We told you there'd be a lot of wood to chop in 2024. Kevin McCarthy being ousted as speaker by Matt Gates is not something I was planning on. Uh, but here we are. Kevin McCarthy saying this is a major this is a major possibility. If a couple of Democrats sided, if a couple of Democrats sided with Matt Gates, then you, you know, if, so you need. You need a couple of Republicans to vote with the entire with an entire block of Democrats, uh, effectively to out Matt outs Matt Gates. I'll say this before, and I've said this again. If Republicans were actually serious about winning elections, and if they had actually delivered a red wave, like they had we had been promised in 2022, instead of uh, like a just trickle, instead of a like really sad. Uh, performance, very depressing performance in 2022. You had you, the ball teed up. Everything was ready. You should have knocked it out. You could have knocked it out of the park. Kevin McCarthy's a baseball guy. Like, why didn't you win more seats? If you'd won more seats, this wouldn't be happening. But you only have like a three, four, six seat majority. I don't know what it's down or up to now. And that majority, it, 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 you are able to now, you have to live and die by your political failures. Them's the breaks. Welcome to the jungle. And so Kevin McCarthy should have won more seats. Ronna McDaniel at the RNC should have actually done something for the party instead of just like hoovering up and slurping up donor cash and doubling her salary, which she has done. Ooh, man. 
If I could call for like the removal of one person in the Republican Party, I don't know, man. Would it be Mitch McConnell or would it be Ronna McDaniel? I don't know. I don't know. It'd be one of them. It'd be a tough – that'd be a tough race. That'd be a tough choice. Tough choice because both of them are loathsome. Both of them are loathsome parasites on our movement. But you should have won more seats. You didn't want this to happen. So Kevin McCarthy openly saying, hey, maybe I won't be speaker anymore. What's going to happen, man? I don't know. Good to keep your confidence, though. Locked and loaded and set. And that is why, of course, we will always read you a verse of the day from the good book. Joshua 1.7. Be strong and courageous. Be careful to obey the law my servant Moses gives you. Do not turn from it, right or the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. We want to be successful where we go. We want to be strong. We want to be courageous. We want to ensure that we can march onward with the confidence in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and march onward knowing that God will make us successful where we go. How do we do that? Got to button it up. Got to li- you cannot be a fraud. You cannot be a liar. You must lead a moral life, straight and narrow, the salt and the light, baby. We do our best to do that here on this program. Make mistakes along the way. But hey, man, forgiveness is an important thing. <laughs> we need plenty of it, but we're fighting on and we're fighting for you. And we thank you for joining us. It is your boy, Benny. This is The Benny Show. See ya.